Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Exodus 12, 21-51 Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and take for yourselves lambs according to your families and slay the Passover lamb. You shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood which is in the basin, and apply some of the blood that is in the basin to the lintel and to the two doorposts. And none of you shall go outside the door of his house until morning. A memorial of redemption. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the door will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. And you shall observe this event as an ordinance for you and your children forever. When you enter the land which the Lord will give you as he has promised, you shall observe this rite. And when your children say to you, what does this rite mean to you? You shall say, it is a Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the sons of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians but spared our homes. And the people bowed low and worshiped. Then the sons of Israel went and did so, just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. Now it came about at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive, who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of cattle. Pharaoh arose in the night, he and all his servants, and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was no home where there was not someone dead. Then he called for Moses and Aaron at night and said, Rise up, get out from among my people, both you and the sons of Israel, and go, worship the Lord as you have said. Take both your flocks and your herds as you have said, and go and bless me also. Exodus of Israel. The Egyptians urged the people to send them out of the land in haste, for they did. We will all be dead. 
So the people took their dough before it was leavened with their kneading bowls bound up in the clothes on their shoulders. Now the sons of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, for they had requested from the Egyptians articles of silver and articles of gold and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they let them have their request. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. Now the sons of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Sukkoth, about 600,000 men on foot aside from children. A mixed multitude also went up with them along with flocks and herds, a very large number of livestock. They baked the dough which they had brought out of Egypt into cakes of unleavened bread, for it had not become leavened since they were driven out of Egypt and could not delay, nor had they prepared any provisions for themselves. Now the time that the sons of Israel lived in Egypt was 430 years. And at the end of 430 years to the very day, all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. Ordinance of the Passover. It is a night to be observed for the Lord for having brought them out from the land of Egypt. This night is for the Lord to be observed by all the sons of Israel throughout their generations. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of the Passover. No foreigner is to eat of it, but every man's slave purchased with money after you have circumcised him. Then he may eat of it. A sojourner or a hide servant shall not eat of it. It is to be eaten in a single house. You are not to bring forth any of the flesh outside of the house, nor are you to break any bone of it. All the congregation of Israel are to celebrate this. But if a stranger sojourns with you and celebrates the Passover to the Lord, let all his males be circumcised, and then let him come near to celebrate it, and he shall be like a native of the land. But no uncircumcised person may eat of it. The same law shall apply to the native as to the stranger who sojourns among you. Then all the sons of Israel did so. They did just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, and on that same day, the Lord brought the sons of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their hosts. Joshua 3, 5 through 7, 5, 1 through 15, and 6, 27. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spoke to the priest, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over ahead of the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of the people. Now the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. Israel is circumcised. Now it came about when all the kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to the west and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard how the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan before the sons of Israel until they had crossed that their hearts melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the sons of Israel. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, make for yourselves flint knives and circumcise again the sons of Israel the second time. So Joshua made himself flint knives and circumcised the sons of Israel at Gibeath Haraloth. This is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Egypt who were males, all the men of war, died in the wilderness along the way after they came out of Egypt. For all the people who came out were circumcised, but all the people who were born in the wilderness along the way as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the sons of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness until all the nation, that is the men of war who came out of Egypt, perished 
because they did not listen to the voice of the Lord, to whom the Lord had sworn that he would not let them see the land which the Lord had sworn to their fathers to give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Their children, whom he raised up in their place, Joshua circumcised, for they were uncircumcised because they had not circumcised them along the way. Now when they had finished circumcising all the nation, they remained in their places in the camp until they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So the name of that place is called Gilgal to this day. While the sons of Israel camped at Gilgal, they observed the Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the month on the desert plains of Jericho. On the day after the Passover, on that very day, they ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened cakes and parched grain. The manna ceased on the day after they had eaten some of the produce of the land so that the sons of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate some of the yield of the land of Canaan during that year. Now it came about when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, a man was standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? He said, no, rather I indeed come now as captain of the hosts of the Lord. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and bowed him and said to him, what has my Lord to say to his servant? The captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, remove your sandals from your feet for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. So the Lord was with Joshua and his fame was in all the land. John nineteen thirty one through 37, care of the body of Jesus. Then the Jews, because it was the day of preparation, so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first man and of the other who was crucified with him. But coming to Jesus, when they saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water came out. And he who was seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, so that you also may believe. For these things came to pass to fulfill the scripture, not a bone of him shall be broken. And again, another scripture says, they shall look on him whom they pierced. This um, daily portion is the first day of Passover. And with Passover, um, you know, it's it's something that it's not talked about much. It's mentioned here and there. And now there are some pastors that I'm hearing with even more mentioning than I've heard in the past. Um, so it's getting a little bit more uh, recognition. However, it's always kind of brought up as that's something that the Jews did. That's something that they did. Like, it's not something that we do because we're special and we are holier than thou. But the Jews, they did this. Well, I have a problem with that statement in itself. Because as a Christian, we're taught you're supposed to live as Jesus lived. We're supposed to do what Jesus did. We're supposed to be a imitator of Christ. And all those things are, are written in there. In fact, whether Jesus said it, whether a prophet said it, or whether 
Paul said it. It was said many times in the New Testament that we're supposed to live as Jesus lived. Yet the things that Jesus actually did gets excused and thrown to the side and kind of said, well, that's what the Jews did. And I've even heard some people tell me, they've said, Jesus wasn't a Jew. Or God didn't do that on purpose. He didn't want us to fall into that. That's, I don't, I don't even understand where we start doing that. I had one person telling me that according to the the uh, doctrine of Paul, that there's only certain things that Jesus did that you're supposed to do. Well, according to the, the doctrine of Jesus, the one who actually died on the cross for me, he said I'm supposed to imitate everything that he did. He said I'm supposed to do as he did. He said, in fact, nothing that he does did he not first see the Father do. So it goes even further. We're supposed to be emulating Jesus and Jesus was doing what God directed and told him to do or showed him to do. He didn't say anything without it first being said to him by the Father. So uh, Paul didn't die on a cross for me. Now I completely, I'm not saying that we just ignore what Paul said, but I'm saying as Peter also brought it up in his um letter he said do not confuse what Paul is saying he is a great man he's a great man I think Peter knew him do not confuse what he says like others are doing to justify their own actions in living in disobedience so don't follow what those other people are saying that Paul said But don't be confused by what Paul said. Paul is teaching obedience. So, getting back to Passover. Uh, Passover typically happens. In fact, this year it is happening right at the same time as Easter. Uh, But Passover typically happens um, around then. And they... With the Holy Week, uh, they celebrate the Last Supper like it's a big last-minute get-together because he knew that he was going to be handed over. But that's not what it was at all. When Jesus got together with his apostles uh, at the Last Supper, he was doing something that he had done all of his life every single year which was celebrate Passover but this time where where every single time in the past it was a shadow of things to come they were they were doing it every year as a rehearsal a holy convocation a set apart rehearsal and a practice for when it really takes place and now Jesus is here He's with his, his disciples, he's with the, the 12, and he says, when you do this, well, they've been doing that every year. They knew exactly what he was talking about. 
because it was a Passover meal that they practiced every year and they always reflected back as a memorial of God. It's a reminder of God releasing them or the exodus from Egypt where he broke them out of bondage and into freedom. He took them from being the lowly servant into being a great nation. He took the least and made them the greatest. And Jesus has said all of those exact same things, but he said, from now on, when you do this, when you do this Passover supper, remember me. Because they, as a memorial, they have the Passover lamb. They have a sacrificial lamb, which was slain representing the sin. They take the blood, they put it on the doorpost so that the they tell their children about how the, the um, spirit of death would fly over them. They would pass over their house because they had the blood on the doorpost. So Jesus is saying, from now on, next year when you get together and do this, remember, I am your Passover lamb. I did it once and for all. You never have to to kill another lamb. I'm not saying you should never get together and celebrate Passover ever again. I'm saying you no longer have to put the blood on the doorpost because my blood is being put on the altar. My blood is being shed and poured out for all of you to be free. You're being broken from your bondage and led into freedom The servant is gone, and you are now a great servant of God. So, this isn't something that we should just dismiss. I think as Christians, we need to be digging deeper into the Passover, not just um, mentioning it flippantly and then moving on. We should be practicing it. He said... This should be a memorial that you do every year. Do not fail to do so. He didn't say, until Jesus comes and changes everything that I've said. No, man changed that. God didn't. God's ordained practice that he wants us to do is to celebrate Passover. So let's do that. My family, we are going to be celebrating Passover. And during that Seder meal, I'm going to be doing just as Jesus did and saying, this bread represents Jesus' body that was slain for us, that was beaten and broken, nailed to a cross for us. This blood, this wine represents the blood which was poured out for us. And we do this in memory of what he did for us. So, Father, very simply, thank you. Thank you for the sacrifice. Thank you for the bloodshed. Thank you that you took what we deserved. Let us honor you by doing what you've asked us to do. And let us look back at this great high holiday that you ordained. And let's celebrate it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to, to spend with your family uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, but again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.